Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Okay, welcome back to our final episode where we are talking about deliverance. How do we get equipped, empowered, I say educated. Um, Again, we don't want our education and our intellect and our understanding to surpass the discernment of the Holy Spirit in a moment. At the end of the day, your deliverance will be directly connected to how surrendered you are to the Holy Spirit in a moment. Certainly your deliverance for you as an individual, but also when you're ministering deliverance to others. So I've been going through a lot of tips on things that you should know, things that are important, things that are vital when you're ministering deliverance to somebody. This is episode four. So please take time to go back to episode one where we address, can a believer have a demon? How does a believer get a demon? Um, Can I get a demon even as a believer? All of those questions, the difference between deliverance and healing, the empowerment and the authority that we have in the Holy Spirit. And then we went through probably five or six things that are important and essential to remember when you are walking yourself through deliverance or when you are walking somebody else through deliverance. So let's talk about today. Uh, We're going to be talking about binding up those spirits. So Uh, In the last episode, we talked about calling those spirits out, saying, X, demon of anger, you need to leave in Jesus' name. The grace and the compassion of the kingdom resides in this house. Therefore, you cannot remain. Again, having that person break their agreement with anger. I confess I've been angry. I, I declare anger. I do not want to be one with you anymore. I break you off of me. We talked a lot about the importance of the engagement of the person receiving deliverance that they must participate through renouncing, repenting, breaking agreements. So once you get to that place, um, you can bind and command. So I bind that spirit of anger back and I command it to go back into the abyss. I base that off of um, the passage in Luke 8 31, where they begged him that he would not command them to go back to the abyss. So I just tell them where to go. Um, A lot of times I'm in a room full of people um, and they're looking for a place to land. Um, And that's not to freak you out, but they are looking for a place to land. So I want to take authority not only of them coming out, but I want to take authority of where they're going to go. And so I command them back to the abyss. I command you to go back into the abyss. And so uh, that is super important as well. Now, demons believe they're going to outlast you. So uh, I talked about the dramatization of demons. I believe it was in episode two. I talked about how when the demon came and said, let us alone, what do we have to do with you? And how they presented themselves in a way that they, they could outnumber Jesus. Um, and so they like to to convey that they're too big for you, uh, that this is the biggest you've ever seen. Demons will speak to you and they will say, you can't get rid of me. I'm too big for you. They will try and outlast you. They will try and get you to be afraid. But if you are dealing with a stubborn demon that you feel like is not leaving, here are some things that you need to look for. One, generational curse. Now, I've done an online course on generational curses. You can go to my website. You can download that. You can uh, watch that. I talk about the difference between a sin, a transgression, and an iniquity, going back into the Hebrew languages um, and recognizing can a Christian um, be under the influence of a generational curse. I'm not going to get into all of that right now, but if you have a stubborn demon, often it's because it is connected to a generational curse. So for kicks, I'm always like, I break every generational curse right now in the name of Jesus. I declare the blood of Jesus is flowing through these veins that the blood of her mama, the blood of her daddy, the blood of her grandma are broken right now in Jesus' name. Every generational curse must leave every iniquity attached, which is a 
perversion of your personality, every perversion of your personality, iniquity must leave in Jesus' name. And so I will speak to those things. Another thing that will allow a stubborn demon to remain is if the person you're ministering to has unforgiveness in their heart. So we will search, like, is there something in your heart, bitterness, unforgiveness? And this can be very difficult. And it's an area where I'm going to encourage you to be very sensitive because sometimes we're dealing with somebody who is, uh, a lot of times, we're dealing with somebody who has a lot of trauma in their past. They have a lot of abuse from their past. And to be like, well, you just need to forgive your abuser uh, is very insensitive. And so really connecting with them in that moment and saying, you know, God says he sees your hurt and he sees your wound. And as you speak forgiveness to this person, you're actually handing this person, you're letting this person go and you're handing them off to God. God wants to deal with this person. So a lot of times the world will teach us that saying, I forgive you is saying what you did to me was okay, or it's okay. And so I try and teach somebody in that moment, like, uh, saying you forgive this person is not saying what they did to you is okay. God does not think it's okay, but God wants to take the burden of this person and what they've done. He wants to take that from you. So saying I forgive you is loosing this person to heaven so that God can deal with them. The other thing that will allow a demon to remain and be stubborn is lack of repentance. And again, a lot of that goes to with the unforgiveness. I'm unwilling to repent of my existing sin or I have areas in my life where I'm unrepentant. So taking a moment and saying, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to search you and see if there's anything in you that needs to be repented of. You will be surprised if you give the Holy Spirit realm and you stop guessing and let the Holy Spirit reveal to the person that you're ministering to, reveal to you. He will reveal things that you have not known, things that you don't know, know nothing about this person. You will be surprised if you're like, we're just going to pause for a moment. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to just reveal spaces and places in your heart, in your mind, perhaps in relationships where you have unrepentance, where you have unforgiveness, where you have anger, where you have bitterness. And we're just going to give the Holy Spirit a moment to just search and seek. And if you feel like you have something, go ahead and speak it to me. And we're going to walk through repentance. Again, you would be surprised. And it's crazy how the minute they begin to repent, then that demon just begins to leave because that demon will lynch itself on to generational curses. It will lynch itself on to unforgiveness in the heart, lack of repentance. These are all things that give demons legal rights, legal rights, right? Because they can't, they are thieves. And so they can't enter a child of God without rights. Um, and so we end up giving rights over by holding on to unforgiveness, bitterness, um, not repenting, those kinds of things in our hearts. So it's super important that you address those things, especially when you're dealing with a stubborn demon. In such cases, don't be afraid to read the Word of God uh, a lot. I usually have somebody in the room that's just kind of sitting in the corner, praying, interceding, and reading the Word. Not distractively, but audibly. Audibly enough that the word that agitates demons when the word of God is being read, when they're speaking the name of Jesus Christ. And so I like to have somebody in the room who's just reading the word of God and is interceding. Um, I like to invite angels into the room to, to partake and to help help minister to this person, help uh, bring this peace to this person, just like the angel of the Lord ministered to Elijah when he was in his season of depression, came and fed him and helped minister to him through that situation. Once you feel like uh, it is complete, I always walk through Galatians 5.22 and have them breathe in the fullness of the fruit of the Holy Spirit, breathing in love, joy, peace. And I will like, 
I'll breathe it in with them because we all need a fresh infilling of the fullness of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I want to make sure that they are left completely full and fat with the Holy Ghost. And then I talk to them about the importance of discipleship and discipline. Remember, the Bible says in uh, James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you resist the devil and he will flee from you. And these people have been living their lives submitted to some kind of entity, whether it's I'm submitted to anger, I've been submitted to depression. In other words, depression has had rule over my mind. Addiction has had rule over my mind. Anger has had rule over my heart. Bitterness has had rule over my heart. So they've been living in submission to the devil and they need to learn how to submit and surrender to God. This is something I need to do on a daily basis. Don't think that you are so mature in, um, in Christ that you don't need to surrender and still come back to the basics of surrendering and submitting yourself to God, allowing yourself to be Holy Spirit checked, searched, examined to see if there be any wicked way in you. So this is super important as well. Okay, so remember with living with a demon over time that your personality has been molded around that demon. So if I've been angry my whole life, if I've had anxiety my whole life, if I've had social anxiety my whole life, my entire personality has molded around that demon. So once we cast that demon out, we still have to deal with the personality. Habits, thoughts, fears, um, triggers, those kinds of things need to be dealt with because if I continue in the same pattern, that's going to give that thing legal right to come back. And so this is why discipleship and discipline is so important. The Bible says all scripture is God is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped in every good work. It tells us in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed any law any longer to the pattern of this world. And a lot of times the pattern we're conformed to is the pattern that that demon has set in our life. You understand that fear sets patterns in your life. Um, trauma sets patterns in your life. Addiction certainly sets pattern, defines your relationships. So when we get rid of that, we now we have to work on being transformed and renewing our mind. This is so vital because remember, I, I'm going to say it every episode, deliverance without discipleship and dis discipline will be a disaster. So I talk very strongly. I usually talk to them before deliverance about the importance of discipline and discipleship and in getting them to engage understanding that their soul has become molded around the nature of that demon. And it is important that we actively train our soul around truth, around the word of God, around the Holy Ghost, around the person of Jesus Christ. So we must actively engage in retraining those areas of our, our lives. So in other words, that might look like this. I ministered to somebody the other night and I broke a spirit of rejection off of her. I had her pro declare out loud, rejection, you're a liar. God has always accepted me. God loves me. He's always been with me. You've been lying to me. I break my agreement with you. I don't want you in my heart. I don't want you in my mind. And I declare, to, I speak to you in the name of Jesus, leave my body. And she went through deliverance. Afterwards, I went up to her and I said, now look, you're going to have a lot of natural, organic thoughts of rejection. But what should be happening now is the veil that kept you from recognizing it has been removed. And all of a sudden you'll be like, oh, 
I think I just felt rejected. And so it's important in those moments that you're like, ooh, hey, you liar, you can't come back. That's not true. God loves me. God accepts me. That in addition to every day I asked her to look at herself in the mirror and speak to herself and say, God loves you. You are accepted. You are a child of God. And I gave her lots of scriptures to back that up so that she could begin proactively retraining her mind according to truth and not according to that demon. So that is a great example of how we want to disciple ourselves towards truth away from the lie of that demon so that that demon cannot come back. All right, you guys, so this sums up this deliverance training. All right, see you later. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.